how are you? This is Children's Ministry Monthly Podcast, focusing on the needs of the everyday children's minister. This is episode eight, brought to you the week of July 22nd, 2008. And I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. I'm the children's pastor at Sheffield Family Life Center in Kansas City, Missouri. And we're glad you've joined us for another episode. It's been a little while since our last one. Uh, quite a while, actually. I think April was the last time we recorded one. And uh, I know I was giving you a lot of promises about uh, co-hosts and regular recording schedules, but it's proven too difficult at the current time to find a co-host who can record uh, at the same time I can. And uh, due to a newborn infant and an existing three-and-a-half-year-old and a wife that wants as much of my time off the clock as possible, uh, if I'm going to record this thing, it's going to have to be after the kids are asleep and uh, when I've got time to myself. So for the current time, I, um, I'm going to change the format just a bit. It'll be a solo cast with me, your host, and because you're only able to listen to one person, I'm going to keep them significantly shorter than they've been in the past. Um, so just letting you know that. I'd love to get your feedback and uh, I'd love to get your input. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, since it's going to be just my voice, I would love for people to consider becoming regular uh, regular contributors to the show. Either you can record your own segment on your computer and send that to me in mp3 format or you could call our new voicemail line at 206-426-1767 yes yet another number if you let more than 30 days go by and you don't use the voicemail that they give me for free they give it to somebody else so don't call the one i mentioned last time all right Nothing like a little bit of excellence in your podcast. That's what I always say. Well, we used to do something called the monthly ministry update, and since so many months have gone by, I will go ahead and just uh, I will give you uh, just the recent stuff. Um, I was able to uh, help out our district children's uh, education director this year by uh, volunteering for our uh, kids camp in the Southern Missouri District, and it was a lot of fun, met a lot of great people. I got to serve him as his administrative assistant, as staff coordinator, and as outside games director. Now, if you go to cmmonthly.com, which is the blog for this podcast, you can see some of the games that I created. Uh, The theme was candy, so I tried to theme every single one of the outside games around that uh, basic theme. We had uh, some catapults. Uh, actually, they're called trebuchets. I had an eight-year-old tell me that on the first week of camp. It made me feel really stupid. Um, let's see. What else we do? We, we did something called the giant claw, which is my favorite thing. I, as far as I know, I created that out of thin air, and I'd love for you to rip it off. Uh, you'll see drawings, and you will see photos of the finished product. And uh, if you have any questions on how to recreate any of those games in your own backyard... Uh, give me give me a uh, call on the voicemail line or email me at cmmonthly at gmail.com. I'd love to uh, help you do that. Uh, the, um, the biggest thing I guess we're doing in ministry, though, here at the old home church is we are implementing 
a uh, check-in system, a brand new one. We're using Parent Pager, and uh, I'd love to get your. If you use Parent Pager, I'd love to get uh, your feedback and get in contact with you and find out what's working and what's not working for you. Um, Parent Pager is very close to perfect. We're having a lot of success with it. Um, it you can tell it's been designed to work for a different style of church than we are. Uh, but uh, they're promising some updates here soon. If you have any questions about Parent Pager, uh, let me know. I, I will say right now, I do not get a dime from them. I have no vested interest in promoting them or critiquing them. All I can say is that their support has been absolutely excellent. No matter when you call, there's always somebody that knows a whole lot uh, answering that phone and helping you out and not making you feel bad for asking a million questions. And I have. Um, we're also working on streamlining our background screening procedure and not at the risk of making it less, uh, potent, I suppose, but our background screening procedure is a little heftier than some churches. It has to be, um, the county we're in, um, the area of town that we're in demands that we do more than just the online, uh, you know, instant background screening check. We also do a Department of Health uh, Family Services check on top of that. It's a manual procedure that we have to fax in and get back. And I'd, I started asking questions, you know, about how necessary this was. It was a procedure that I inherited. And, um, you know, I, I got some pretty startling answers and uh, it led me to believe that, yes, we do need this but it could take up to two or three weeks to get this stuff back. And it's really hurting me. Um, you know, obviously people are, are signing up for other ministries. Now you could argue that, you know, if they did that, then they weren't really committed. But how many of your people, if you interviewed them, would say, you know, I wasn't sure about working with kids, but after I got started, that's when I realized this is where I was supposed to be. Well, if they never get that opportunity, you know, so I don't know if I can say that they weren't called to it. Um, I just know there's a nine times out of 10 when I really want to do something, it's not real specific. It's just that I want to work for God and whoever gets me first gets me, you know, I want to give people opportunities to try it, to taste and see that children's ministry is good. Uh, so I want to cut down that. So I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. And, um, later I'll tell you how it worked out. I was talking with another pastor today and what we've decided to do is do, uh, the instant background check and, uh, put a lot more emphasis on the interview, a lot more emphasis on the uh, uh, the referrals that we get. You know, we have people call in for uh, care, you know, that we call uh, to refer them and ask them if you'd refer them for children's ministry or suggest them. Um, but what we would do is during the interview, just simply ask them, you know, is there anything that's going to come back on this health and family services report? And they will sign a document that says, uh, that that it won't. Obviously, if it if they say there will be something, we will make them wait. But otherwise, we go ahead and get them right in to ministry, and uh, on a not a probationary status, but we're going to call it a provisionary status, uh, provided that they you know come back with a clean bill of health on that family services report. Um, then we'll then then they're good. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about implementing that as soon as possible because. Uh, currently, you know, if somebody handed in a application on a Sunday, they would have to wait two or three weeks before they could even come in and visit. Um, currently, that that's the issue. But now, 
um, you know, in theory, somebody could hand in an application on a Sunday. I could interview them on a Wednesday, you know, instantly run the first part of the background check. And, uh, and during that interview, ask them about the second part, the family services part, get them in there the following Sunday. So I'm really excited about that and hope it will help streamline the procedure. If you have any questions about, you know, background checks or, you know, anything that we do at Sheffield, give me a call or, uh, and leave a voicemail or, or email me at cmmonthly.com. Uh, let's go through some news stuff. Uh, I've already mentioned about this the change of format for the show. I mentioned our voicemail box, but I'll read it again. 206-426-1767. And uh, any children's ministry questions or comments you have, you can email those at 2cmmonthly at gmail.com. I'd love to answer those questions, not because I know any more than you, but you know, if you're somebody that's been doing it for a year or two or you're just getting started and you have questions that you'd like this show to address, please send them in. It'd be great. Uh, speaking of which, I would love uh, for you guys to consider sending in. Um, let me back up. We, we just got through camp season, didn't we? Um, my kids just went to camp. I know the Southern Missouri District is finishing up their last week of kids camp. I'd love for you to send in any camp stories that you have. They don't have to be funny stories. They can be altar stories, uh, praise reports, uh, testimonies. Uh, But funny stories are good too. So if you have any, send them in. We'll try to hit those on the next show. That'd be really cool. Our topic this week that I wanted to touch on is basically just a suggestion that I came up with the other night and I am implementing. And I guess I'll have to report back later on how well it's working. But I don't know. uh, A few years back, um, I used to work for an internet company back. uh, Well, actually, it was more than a few years back. Uh, But uh, I remember the day I brought my wife in to the office to show her around. And she said, show me the internet. Show me the internet. And I didn't quite know what she was talking about, but then I remembered back before I started working there, before I knew what the internet was, I imagined the internet as a cloud. And maybe some of you are going, yeah, I still think of it that way. But back then in the, uh, I don't know, the mid to late 90s, that's, that's how we thought of the internet, even diagrams. You can still find them out there where the internet is this big cloud with all these computers connected to it. Well, I took her into a back room past a fellow named Scott, a Buddhist dude, and I showed her some servers and some pipelines coming out of the wall, a T1, I think, at the time. (laughs) And uh, I said, that's the Internet. And she was like, that's the Internet? And, you know, that cloud dissipated, obviously, in her mind, and and it got really hardcore what the Internet was. And it's simply a big old giant network of a lot of computers all working together. For a common goal, to get perverts <laughs> what they need, I guess. I don't know what the internet's really for, but uh, apparently a lot of people use it for that. Bless their hearts. Um, so what does that have to do with what I'm talking about? I know the other day I had a, a lady come up to me in my preschool department, and she was all upset because somebody's quitting, and uh, our preschool department is starting to suffer. Uh, we, you know, we're always in transition. We always have workers coming and going. Um, it, there's just different reasons for that. I could take the blame, but I don't know that it's really a children's ministry department issue as much as it is just where our church is and where we find ourselves. And, and honestly, the huge amount of work that children's ministry volunteers have to do um, and the abuse that many of them suffer 
Uh, if you ever want more information on that, call me or email me. But uh, Sheffield's a unique church, and we have a lot of people that uh, that uh, that that are hurting, and uh, that translates into a lot of demands on uh, the people that minister to their children. That being said, uh, you know, enough people had had left. Um, for good reasons, great reasons, but they're gone all the same. She was concerned about safety issues. And uh, she's telling me that, you know, at this point, we're going to, it's not safe for us to have, uh, you know, uh, as few workers as we do. And I walked away all upset, not at her, but at the situation, you know, I was, oh my goodness, man, we're, we're going to have to start doing, you know, really enforcing ratios. And our, our checking system is going to have to tell us how many kids we can receive based on how many kids we have, our uh, leaders we have and all this kind of stuff. And I, I finally just slowed down with the help of my wife. She kind of talked me through it. And I realized, you know, I was assuming that what she said was true. And, uh, and I realized the reason why I did that is because I didn't have a firm grasp on what um, what my positions were and what who was filling those positions. My workload, my uh, volunteer uh, needs were this big cloud, and it was a dark cloud, just like the internet—a big dark cloud, though, with a big lightning bolt coming out of the bottom of it, hanging over my head. It felt like everything in the world was wrong. It felt like every ministry was understaffed. Felt like we were never, ever going to get ahead, and the devil was just having a heyday with that. And so what I decided to do was take the cloud away. And what I've done is um, I've created, I guess, a flow chart. And uh, I never thought of doing this before. I've created worker lists and all this kind of stuff with job titles, but there's just something about putting it in a flow chart. Um, with me at the top and and all my coordinators at the second level and then all of those at the, uh, the assistants and the people under them, um, I think I have five or six ministries underneath me. Each one of them has a coordinator and each one of those um, have teachers underneath them. And, and, you know, you can call them whatever you want to. I, I go with uh, directors and, uh, and then coordinators, teachers, and assistants. That's the way I choose to do it. I know some people use the master teacher and all that kind of stuff. I don't like the word master. Even when I was a web master, I never used that. I used web manager. But to me, a director is somebody that directs. They have authority. Coordinator is somebody that doesn't necessarily have authority, but they work underneath a director to coordinate ministries. Teachers, to me, are people that, uh, or leaders, those two words are interchangeable in my breakdown because you can be a worship leader you wouldn't want to really call them a worship teacher, I would suppose. And so a teacher can be, you know, a Royal Ranger teacher or a Missionettes teacher, a JBQ teacher, uh, a, a, and then we have assistants underneath them, okay? So using a website, I want to give you this resource, uh, go to www.bubbl.us. I don't even want to try to pronounce that. But it is a mind mapping software. If you're not familiar with mind mapping, it's like brainstorming, but with graphics. And you start with, a, it, it's a great way to um, just go to that website, type your name in the first bubble that you see, and then either hit tab to create somebody at, at the same level as you or hit enter to drop down a level. And pretty soon you'll have this giant web based on how many people you have and job positions you have of, uh, of people that looks a lot like a freeform flowchart. Well, What's the benefit of this? Well, not only does it take the cloud away, what it does for me is it is taking and, and it it is letting me know exactly which positions 
are filled, which ones are empty. And it's also helped me to realize which positions um, that maybe I'd overlooked. I, I know I, I, from now on, with this new system, I will instantly be able to tell somebody what positions are open. I've had people come up to me, Pastor James, I'm going to fill out an application. What do you need help doing? And I'll be like, oh, well, we need help everywhere. We, we're just hurting everywhere. What, what's your availability? Well, now I'll be able to pull this chart up or in my mind, look at it in my head and say, you know what? We need an assistant teacher in Missionettes on Wednesday night at 730, specifically those jobs. Um, and it's also taken the stress out of it. The cloud is gone. I know I, I'm really well-staffed in Rangers. I'm doing great on Sunday nights. I'm doing great in three-quarters of my classes on Wednesdays. I just need a couple of people here in preschool. I need a couple of people in second service in preschool. And it really takes the stress out of it for me. I've even gone as far as I'm going to get a dry erase board. I'm going to hang it vertically on my wall. And I'm going to draw this thing out, the whole chart, so at, an, at a glance I can look at it. I'm going to keep it updated. And when somebody tells me they're going to leave, they give me their two-week notice or whatever, maybe they're moving, maybe they're moving to another ministry or whatever, I'm going to put that on that chart. And that way I can instantly know which jobs I need to advertise in the bulletin, which ones I need to put in the slideshow before service, or if I need to make a video announcement. Uh, It's just really going to take the guesswork out of it. Now, some of you, you old-timers, you're going to be like, oh, Pastor, you should have had a handle on that. And you're right, I should have. But those of us that are honest... Like me, um, you know, I'm I, I'm not real smart. It's taken me nine years to figure out that I should have done this ten years ago. Um, but I'm glad glad to have figured it out, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. Take the guesswork out of your volunteer needs. And if you have a small church with a couple of ministries and a couple of helpers, well, maybe you don't need that, but I sure do, and it will help. Um, now, one thing I will say is when I'm making up this list, I not only put I, I focused on the job. Uh, the jobs. And I didn't get fancy and put all the descriptions and the requirements and all that kind of stuff. You'll find that when you graph it out, it all kind of makes sense anyway. But I focused on the jobs, not necessarily the people filling them. After I got all the jobs, and I was very practical with those jobs, I didn't fill out a dream list, a wish list of everybody. I got down to brass tacks. Who do I need in these classes? Do I need an assistant in this class? Are there enough kids to warrant that? If the ratio is right, then yes, I put an assistant in there. I even verified with several ministry leaders. Am I going overboard? Do we need three people in this class? Can we get by with two? No, we need three. Okay, I added them. And uh, if there wasn't a person to fiddle in there, I left it blank. So uh, anyway, I can't reiterate how much this is helping me already, and I hope it will help you. Again, that resource, uh, that website that I used just to graphically uh, visualize this thing is B-U-B-B-L dot U-S. And uh, I think you'll find other uses for that uh, program, that online program. Uh, mind mapping is pretty awesome. It sounds like something new agey, but it's seriously just just uh, brainstorming and letting one idea bleed into another. It's a great thing for brainstorming about your Uh, mission statements and the vision statements that you have about what you want to do as far as what your kids need to learn and what their issues are, what the families you're facing deal with. Uh, Anyway, I'd love to hear from you if you use this and what you use it for. Uh, You can also share those uh, mind maps with other people like in your ministry and so they can collaborate with you and work on that with you. 
So that's our main topic for today. If that blesses you at all, or if you have a uh, awesome online resource, send it in. We'll share it with the people that download the show. Uh, right before we go, I just wanted to read an email from Stacy. Stacy C said, "Hey James, just wanted to say thank you so much for the CM Monthly Podcast. I am the Missionettes Coordinator at my church. Listening to your podcast has given me some fresh ideas. I've only listened to one through four so far, but I will finish catching up tomorrow. I loved episode three. I've never used object lessons, but I would really love to give it a shot. Thanks so much for a great podcast, Stacy." And uh, Stacy's exactly the kind of person this podcast is meant to affect. Uh, I find so much of the resources out there for children's ministry anymore. <sighs> Can I be honest? I, I find it's very commercial. Uh, children's ministry is suddenly trendy. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. Because uh, every 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 area that I see anymore, there's it's not just that it's popular it's become very commercialized, and I see a little bit too much capitalism mixed in with children's ministry. It's hot and it's trendy, so there's money there. And where's all the money at? Well, it's in the big churches. It's in the suburban churches. Um, but there's very little content being written. There's very little being said about rural churches and inner-city churches, and that's where my heart is. It's for the small church, the forgotten church. Um and uh, so this podcast goes out to you. Now, it's a little ridiculous to expect a podcast to reach out to folks that uh, are new to ministry or maybe um, come from a rural or inner city background. But you know what? I guess they're as likely to have iPods and MP3 players as anybody else. So uh, I hope that you do find this podcast. I hope that it is a blessing to you. I hope that we'll continue to stay on task, that we will continue to deliver uh, topics that are that are you know, good for you. I don't think this podcast would minister to somebody that's been in ministry for 30 plus years. But, uh, you know, I remember when I first started out, I was looking for anything and everything, waving my arms saying, please help me. I don't have the money to do the fancy stuff, but I got a lot of creativity and a lot of passion. Uh, just help point me in the right direction and we'll go there. So if that's you and you feel me on this at all, then let's build this show. Let's build this show with a co-host or without it. And uh, God bless you out there. Um, one more resource before we go. Uh, I did find a social network for children's ministry people. So if you're into Facebook or not into MySpace or whatever, there is a uh, social network out there. If you're not familiar with what a social network is, it's exactly what it sounds. It's a, it's a bunch of people like you getting together for mutual benefit. And you can find a, uh, a brand new Social network just for children's ministry people at cmconnect.org. Um, now, I have noticed that it has been flooded with every children's evangelist and every person hawking curriculum and everything else. So I don't know. Um, you know, you're not supposed to say this in Christian circles, but it's, it's looking like it's getting a little spammy to me. Um, you know, a salesman's a salesman. And if you want my money, I don't care if uh, if you got Jesus or not. You still want my money. Um, and I'm not really interested in talking to you until I want to, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm not accepting friend requests from uh, too many curriculum providers. But there are a lot of children's ministry people on there, just like me and you, that are uh, asking questions and writing comments and, and talking and discussing ideas in the forums. And it's looking like it's shaping up pretty good. There's about 999 people in there last time I checked. 
and I'd love to see you in there. So if you sign up at cmconnect.org, look for James Kennison and send me a friend request. Tell me you found me uh, because of CM Monthly, and I'll add you right away. Uh, that's our show, about half an hour in length. Check us out at www.cmmonthly.com. Tell a children's ministry friend about it. Email us at cmmonthly at gmail.com. Just tell us that you heard this. Give me give me your feedback. Let me know what you're thinking. Is this worth continuing or not? I feel like it would be good, but uh, you know, I want to hear from you. Uh, send a voicemail. Call me at 206-426-1767. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week, I guess, or next month, I should say. And send in your questions and comments, and uh, we'll just go from there. So in the meantime, God bless you, and I pray that God will continually bless you as you as you continue to minister to, I think, our most precious resource, our children. God bless you. Till next month. <laughs> <laughs>